Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. Hey, guys, and welcome to this week's episode. We're back at it again. And just want to say quickly, thank you to everyone that has been supporting, sharing, liking, showing us love. It's been a beautiful thing. To those that are new, welcome. Smash that follow and subscribe. And yes, let's get started on today's topic, Millie. So we're going to be discussing dreams. So this is going <laughs> to be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dreams. Um... Dreams are heavy for me, especially um, as a child, as a person growing up. And I feel like dreams tend to be sometimes where we learn the most without even realizing. So I'm definitely excited. Same, same. I'm, I've always been like super like fascinated with dreams since as long as I can remember. And yeah, because I mean, technically, there's no real like scientific explanation they've been trying to figure it out for literally centuries like where do they come from and why do we have them and Mm -hmm. how does what specific part of our brains and they still can't figure it out that's what's crazy they just keep proving proving that lucid dreaming is real (laughs) right that part it's like no matter what they do it's more and more proof that there is lucid dreaming and it is a thing and we are capable so (laughs) yeah because like real talk I feel like the reason why they haven't figured this out because it's something beyond our plane of existence Mm -hmm. it's not in the 3d dream the dream world is not 3d at all so it it only makes sense that they're not going to be able to fully define it because it's not of this realm and I mean for some people they astral travel without realizing so technically it's not a dream it's an astral travel and that's another dimension in itself so Mm. how can you physically like how can you scientifically prove that you were in another dimension if you don't necessarily know how to do so or even have the comprehension that you're doing it exactly I would say that the person that came the closest to it scientifically because he applied the spiritual aspects was Carl Jung mm-hmm. because he actually felt like it went hand in hand yeah. when he like did his interpretations and his thesis on dreams and so on and so forth. It had to do with applying spirituality along with the scientific aspect of how it, you know, our brains react when we're we're in a REM cycle and all that stuff. And I that the basis on that, and then we get into Freud. Freud is a whole other ball of wax. Freud it was just like everything is sexual and sexual related. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's not wrong. So, it's not. I mean, all of your all of your en- energy is yeah based on like sexual energy and all of your manifestations and stuff whether you care to admit it or not um there's also another good book um that Miguel actually put me on to um in terms of lucid dreaming and it's called the exploring the world of lucid dreaming by Stefan Labarge PhD Mm. and that one if anybody is interested gives like a pretty much like a history and step-by-step guide if your intention is to lucid dream what are the things that you can put in place in order to do so blue lotus is a great tea for um, lucid dreaming blue lotus Mm, okay mental note 
read a, like a bunch of awesome books over the years. I think the one that stood out to me was actually two of them. Uh, it was by Brian Weiss. Mm-hmm. He did the Many Lives book. I forgot. I think it's Many Lives, Many Something, but I'm having a brain fart right now. We'll put a link <laughs> to it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was like his, you know, bestseller. So yeah, but he did a, a book on um, past lives and how they correlate to lucid dreaming, which was really interesting. So that mm-hmm. one was that one was really good. Funny uh, one right there. Oh yeah, and another one that was really good when it came to dream interpretation, mm-hmm. like what what do your symbols mean? Was uh, "Dream on It" by Loie Lorenberg, and mm-hmm. this this lady's been all over like media, like she's been on Doctor Oz and she's been on. Um, she was on Dr. Phil and she's been on good morning America. Like she's like the celebrity. She's like the celebrity dream interpreter. (laughs) I know, but that always makes me feel like, I don't know, man, when I see somebody on like Dr. Oz or like, especially Dr. Phil, I'm like, eh, that makes me not want to, I don't know. It just gives me that thing where it's like, it makes me a little um, apprehensive of them Mm -hmm. because of like, I don't know. Like, I felt like Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz is great in some aspects, but in some aspects, he doesn't really have like your best interests out there. And this is my opinion, guys. This is not fact. This is just how I feel about it. You know, I'm then with like, I I guess maybe I'm thinking too much of like into the energy of the person and the things that they've done. So I'm just like, well, I don't know, you know, if you're fucking with Dr. Phil, can I really fuck with you? (laughs) Right, right. And that's the thing, you know, like, when it comes to media itself, like there, there's some form of like selling out that's involved or selling yourself rather. But yeah. um, what spoke, I read her books and the, the woman knows what she's talking about. I mean, yeah. she is, yeah. she is like top notch and I, and I wouldn't, you know me, Millie, I would not oh, no, recommend a book. I would I not know, recommend a book or a person yeah. if, you know, then. This is just Millie being Millie and being extra, guys. This is not. No, and I feel you. (laughs) Trust me. I I feel exactly what you're saying. You know, that I'm I'm not a fan of Dr. Phil myself. I don't really watch the show. But I mean that she's been on, you know, public at, you know, like well-known shows and really knows her stuff. You know what I mean? But I I wasn't. I I did um, Sylvia Brown when he used to have all of them, when he used to bring Sylvia Brown on all the time, psychic. Oh, I would always be like, I'm going to be like Sylvia Brown and I'm going to help and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to have visions. And now I'm like, shit, listen, I now know what it was like to be like Sylvia Brown. And I'm sitting, uh, I'm peeing and I'm getting ideas in my head and, and the messages. And I'm like, come on, guys, I'm peeing right now. <laughs> listen, and that I, I met Sylvia Brown. Okay. And did you? Oh, so living vicariously through you right now. Uh, Millie, I love you. I'm going to burst your bubble. (laughs) Sylvia Brown was not what she made herself out to be. I I was, I was very disappointed. I met her many years ago. I was actually a guest on a show, uh, the Montel Williams Mm -hmm. show. She used to be on that show all the time. He loves her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you remember and I was yeah I was a I was a guest the topic was actually dreams what we're talking about today how about that <laughs> so, <laughs> this is so weird that you brought her up I'm Listen, like, I don't know where she came from but that she came to mind maybe she's trying to redeem herself because maybe. I was 
really honestly, I left that day upset, disappointed, and not very, you know, convinced with her. And like, mm-hmm. I had her books, man. I had a bunch of her books. I had her yeah. dream. Bo- I had her dream book. Her dream book was great. Yeah. Okay. So let me just break down what happened real quick. So I came on the show because I had this bugged out dream of uh, being in school. I was, I was in, you know, like high school at the time. I, I just actually just had graduated. It was that summer. And I was writing on a blackboard and I was writing like biblical scripture and I'm not a religious person. Okay. I'm like a fair weather Catholic. Okay. So <laughs> that's how I was raised. So I'm writing scripture on the blackboard. And then there was like this divine voice that said, make a name for yourself or others will make a name for you. Right. And I was like, Look and I up. just say that's fucking truth. Though? Like damn. Right? divine damn. guidance. <laughs> I mean, I was, I remember looking around in a dream, like who the hell was that? You know what I mean? Like, and it was just a, an intimidating voice. I remember. And that was what was said. And then boom, I woke up. The specific scripture that I had wrote was Psalm 91, which is actually a protection Psalm. Cause I, of course I looked into it. Uh, here's what was bizarre. The next day I woke up my Bible from when I did my communion that was dug deep in my closet, by the way, was right in my drawer. Of course it was. And Psalm 91 was circled. Of course it was. I got goosebumps everywhere. Why would it not be? And I'm like, (laughs) how the, A, how the hell did this get here? And B, who the hell touched it and circled it and wrote in it? So I'm over here. My sister was little at the time. So I was like, did you write in my book, in my Bible? No, I didn't even know you had a Bible. And I'm like, who the hell did this? So I'm like freaking out. And then I, one of my friends came over and we were, you know, flipping channels and Montel Williams came on and, you know, Sylvia Braun was on and they were like, she's going to come on again. And she's going to talk about dreams and any, you know, questions you have for her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and my friend was like, yo, why don't you call? Like just joking around. And I'm like, man, they're not going to pay. They did and they chose you. Of course. They chose me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, they're not going to choose me, man. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And, but they did, they called me back and I ended up a guest and I remember sitting in the green room and I made friends with other guests on the show. And one specific girl, she was like my age Mm -hmm. and she was on the show because she lost her boyfriend in, in a car accident. They were both in the car. She survived. He passed. Mm -hmm. And then she just kept having these instances where she felt him there. And like she said, she was in, yeah, she was like in a pack movie theater. She, she said to me, and there was one seat right next to her available out of all the seats. Yeah. And I'm feeling like she survived because of him too. Yeah. Cause he was always like super protective of her. Yeah. I'm getting that he protected her. And if it was a question of like her or me, it's me. Yeah. So sorry. um, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) I can't turn it off. So. It's Pisces season. So guys, I was just talking to you about this, Millie, like Pisces season is when we're going to be psychic to the 10th power. Like it's just going to be random everywhere and you're just not going to be able to turn it off. But anyway, I digress. Uh, So yeah, so her and I became friends and then we had to sign waivers. We had to write our full on story, which was okay. We got to write everything. Okay. I guess they needed, but when it came down to her, you know, answering her, questions uh it really was her just reading you know or reiterating what she read in the in our bios 
specifically. And she just seemed very unbothered and then annoyed, you know, and I'm not speaking ill of the dead. This was my honest experience, guys. You know, like if you're a fan of Sylvia Brown, I mean, I was too, but I guess when you give you what you expected, her, her energy was not pleasant. And, you know, um, I feel like with her, you could also tell where she made the shift because, um, in the beginning when she spoke and stuff it was like you could really feel her energy and then as she started getting older it was like when you looked at her you could see her differently and like I don't I don't know how to explain it like you could see her energy had changed yeah um which is I like I didn't even know that it was thing I've been listening to um Cindy Dale she's a psychic I freaking love her and I was listening to a podcast and she was talking about like clear, clear sentience and, you know, being an empath is clear sentience. And she was like, you know, one of the things that you can do is you can kind of feel energy and sense people's energy. And then it's like, now you said that. And I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. I could actually thinking about her now, I could see the difference and the shift in her energy and just looking at her being. Yeah. When I was there sitting there, I just had this very uncomfortable feeling the whole time because we were sitting in the audience, but when they would cue us, we would sit up and ask our question. So when it was my turn, I asked, I explained my dream. They went into the whole thing. And then uh, her explanation was weird. It didn't make any sense at all. And she's, I remember she just stood there and stared at me. Like just, it was almost like the stink eye. He, he knew. Like I see her. It was almost like game recognizes game. Like I was looking at her, she was looking at me and she was like, this, this girl knows stuff. So I'm going to have to be mindful of what I say because mm-hmm. everything else, everything else she was saying to everyone was pretty generic stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, like yeah, expected. Basic. Yeah. And she stood just staring at me for like a minute or two. And then she was like, oh, that was your spirit guide, Bernice. And then moved on next. And I'm like, Bernice, that doesn't even resonate. Yeah, that doesn't no, even. Like, I'm here, like, confused. And, you know, with her raspy voice. That was the spirit guide, Bernice. And I was like, okay. I'm and then halfway I... mad that you did that, but also very here for it because I am cracking up right now. Nobody <laughs> knows. She, she was a smoker, right? So she, because between every break, she was like on the stage with a cigarette, right? and then yo my best friend was sitting right next to me and she looked at me I looked at her and we were just like this is some old bullshit and we were so disappointed man we were like what and then what got me angry though was when she started to talk to my friend the one that lost her boyfriend and she was like oh um who lost someone who lost their boyfriend in a car accident or something Mm -hmm. and it was just like Okay, you just read that shit off of our bios. Like, it's not even like. So then that's why they asked for it. That's yeah. why. And they... then also, I feel like when you ask who lost someone, everyone. Right. Everyone here did. Everybody's yeah. like. Yeah. And what? then it's like, they let me throw, let me, who lost someone with the letter E? And it's like, of course you're going to mm-hmm. find someone, man. Yo, and she started bawling. You know what I mean? Because that really impacted her. So, and I'm just like, wow really at that point I'm sitting in that audience and I'm hearing her just spew bullshit and I'm like I want to get the hell out of here I'm turned off 
I was just like, wow, you know, and like you said, it could have been a time in her career where maybe she was burnt out where, well, maybe it just yeah. became more about she the just, money and the she fame. Wasn't, she wasn't the right energy anymore. What I got from it. She wasn't working from her, um, from her heart space anymore, you know, and it's very possible to come out of alignment and it is very possible to lose spiritual gifts if you're not using them with the correct purpose and with good intention. Yeah. And I think it was the money that kept her going. She should have just said to my herself, like, I, I'm burnt out. I, I need a break or, you know, I need to step away. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of psychics who've done that. And I have the utmost respect. Like, um, what's the boy's name? The Hollywood psychic? He's the young, the young boy that does the, he's done the yes. celebrity. Um, you're talking about one of my favorite people. He has like a whole um, Netflix documentary, right? Yes. Yes. Him. His <laughs> I'm like, I'm like brain fart mode. Now I know it's Pisces season. Cause I can't remember Jack shit. And that's only during this time because my, you know, I'm up in the ethers right now, <laughs> but yeah, like I have the utmost respect for him because he actually stepped away for a while. He said, I was burnt out. Mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed. Just, yep. And he stepped away, you know, and like, oh my damn, what's his name? <laughs> it's right. It's like right at the tip of my tongue too. I get freaking emails when he's in New York. Like it's serious. I, I know. know who he is, but I can't remember. Tyler Henry. Tyler, Tyler Henry. Okay. Okay. I was like, maybe we're not supposed to shout him out today. I don't freaking know. It was like, a, um, it was a tea. No, yeah. He, he takes breaks when he has to. And if he doesn't, he's very vocal and very transparent when he shows people like listen i didn't take a break when i was supposed to and i'm suffering health-wise right now mm -hmm. you know because to do this thing these things and be a channel you know you, you're using your energy and, it, and it's not easy even with reading tarot cards you know you're using your energy or creating a medicinal bath things like that you're putting your energy into this and if you're not feeling 100 percent, it's gonna drain you all day it's so true and I feel had she had done that because she passed and she was, you know, she was up there, you know, maybe her sixties, but she wasn't that old either. I think yeah. she took too much on and she yeah. felt obligated as a public, you know, figure yeah. at yeah. that point that she had to show her face. But I feel if she had taken breaks in between her career, you know, she would probably still be around today. But yeah, yeah her, her, her brown book, bubble busted. <laughs> her book was really great, though. Her dream book was awesome. The yeah. Book of Dreams by Sylvia Brown. One thing that I remember reading in it was the fact that our dreams are our what did she how she worded it was it spoke volumes. She said it is our spiritual potential personified. Mm. Which I love that right yeah. the woman that i mentioned cindy dale has like she breaks down energy and in a way that energy works and she's literally like i i i got all this information and i got this understanding in a dream mm. you know I, I i had this dream and it made me shift my perception of thinking like she had to in her dream it was like there was a refrigerator locked or something like that and she had to figure out how to unlock it and at first you know she's looking at the fridge she's trying to open it certain ways and then like as she continued she realized how powerful she was and how powerful her thoughts were at shifting energy and shifting reality until the point where she was just like boom no fridge <laughs> you know, like it's that? not a thing no more 
And it's like, it, it goes to show you how actual, how, how powerful you actually are. And like, when it comes to awareness of when you're aware of your situation and you're aware of the energy that you're putting into places, you literally have the power to change your circumstances and change your situations and, you know, and the energy, because it's like, I know for me, I realized recently that for most of my life, I've lived in like stress. I lived in worry. I, I was always worried about something. I was always stressed out about something. So it's like my mind normally is str- was stressed out. And then when I shifted that, because I was like, I actually don't have anything to be stressed out about. I found myself trying to find things in order to feel normal and to continue with those thought patterns. And it's like, the things that you don't realize, like if you're in a constant state of worry, then your mind is going to consistently try to find something to worry about. And um, without that awareness, you don't have the power to change it. But then when awareness comes in, it's like, oh, you have the you have the ability to change your freaking life and create it in the way that you want to and put energy in the places that are for your highest good, as opposed to the places that you were putting it before. So that a thousand percent like that's real. It is. It really is. And, you know, to further elaborate on that, when it comes to dream work, this is working with your subconscious. And oftentimes we're just functioning on neutral. Let's be honest. Most most of us, especially if you're below the veil of consciousness, you're on neutral and you're just going right And in order to do the dream work is tapping into that subconscious stuff. And it's not always pretty as we discussed. And when you're doing the shadow work, part of the most, most of it, to be honest with you, is working with the subconscious. And oftentimes it has to do with dreaming. And that's a big, a big part of it. Like, you know, no, uh, there's hypnotherapy and hypnotherapy is getting you in an altered state basically in a rest sleep REM state in order for you to dig into the crates and figure out the things that are going on on a, on a deep soul level. And that's like the key to past life regression too. So like it it makes sense. The dream world is so powerful. Absolutely. Um, On a, like another note of like dreams. um, I know for me, dreams are usually like, especially when I was younger, the way that I received messages and the way that I see like received understanding and knowing um, I've mentioned before, like one of the first dreams that I had that I can remember, I dreamt with my uncle and he had messages to pass to my mother. And then, you know, my mom didn't validate them, but I knew that they were true. And then as I've mentioned before too, to you guys, you know, I've also dreamt with my friend JJ who passed away And he came to me continuously in dreams and like, he would show me flashes of visions. He would have conversations with me and he would flat out talk to me. And I remember in those dreams, I would always be like, Hey, um, like, is this real? You're dead. And he'd be like, no, I'm still dead. (laughs) My body's still dead, but I need you to listen. And I know that only you can. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. No problem. Like, let's go. Um, and then like, even with my mom, um, I was having a time where I was feeling very, it, it wasn't be, like towards the be, one of the beginnings, because I've had many beginnings of different parts of my path where I was really struggling with understanding of whether I was more light or more dark. And the idea of being more dark scared me. Right. 
like it scared the hell out of me because I was like, I don't want to be a dark person. I want to be light. I want to be love. I want to be from my heart space. Um, and I remember crying because I was just like, you know, mom, like, I don't understand. Like I can't possibly be more dark. And I think I took like a stupid quiz or something. And it told me I was more dark. And I was like, how could this be devastated? You know? Um, and then I, I went to sleep that night and I dreamt with her. And I remember we were, I don't even know if it was a room or a space. I just know it was all white. There were three steps. We were dressed in all white. And my mom was there and she was like the most beautiful embodiment of her young self that I could possibly see. And she looked so vibrant and healthy and beautiful. And I remember I laid my head on her lap and she just ran her fingers through my hair. And she was like, my love, you're light. You're like, you're light in the same way that I am light. You do not have anything to be worried about. And then she didn't say anything else. And the whole dream was her literally just giving me comfort and like running her fingers through my hair. And I remember waking up after that and being like, you know, thank you so much because I I was just in such an internal battle with myself with the concept of being dark. And now, you know, further along in my journey, I realized that we're all light and dark and we must embrace our shadow in order to fully embrace who we are and be the embodiment of the divine feminine and I understand that but at that point in my journey it was just like it was so detrimental to me and my dreams were a way for me to use my spiritual gifts to get that reassurance from her and you know for some of us we're actually able to have dreams where we're able to have these experiences oh yeah I, I too had many dreams like that. And, uh, you know, the psych, the psychiatric term is precognitive or being a precog when you have dreams, uh, that, um, actually happen. And, um, it's a form of clairvoyance, but it's, um, specifically up to be a precog is to have to master or to understand lucid dreaming or it'll just it could just happen uh randomly as well um because you mentioned as a child and yeah for me I had precognitive dreams as a child I would dream and it would just be the simplest thing like I I'm I'm watching a lady walk her dog and then the next day it would be that same lady walking the dog you know what I mean it would be it would be things like that and then as as I got older and I guess I matured, those type of dreams became actual verbal messages um, and actual visions, like actual scenes that will happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that's truth. You know, as you continue to develop yourself, you continue to see more things. And like, this is not something that is specific to me or Chas. We all have this ability to do. Absolutely. So. Yep. That's we it. all have this energy. We all have these abilities. It's just whether or not you're taking the steps to actually do the work that's needed in order to open yourself up. And that's the thing. It's just because as we grow, the dream world grows. It expands because it's infinite because we're infinite beings. Remember? Yeah, We went into the whole yeah. thing of being infinite, guys, because we're infinite. The dream world is just as infinite. Yeah. For those of you who need like more like the cia has documentation that astral travel is real you know oh, yeah. the akashic records and the place where all information is held it's real and you can look the cia records up and they will give you word for word on what it is and 
the aspect of it and the science of it and the test that they've run on it. And it's, this is real. You are energy. You are divine energy in human form. Oh, yeah. And I believe that because, you know, there's been so many movies over the years that touched on this, like Inception, for one. That's another, like, that's like a popular modern movie. But I loved Inception. Inception was dope. And back in the day in the 80s, there was a movie called Dreamscape which was kind of like a horror sci-fi and that shit freaked me out because there was one guy, cause it was uh, a government program in which that they made this machine that they could all kind of tap in to their dreams and just be super lucid. Okay. And one guy, one guy took it to a very dark place and he started pretty much killing everybody off in the dreams oh shit yo so it was it, that <laughs> movie and i remember him turning into a cobra oh jesus Oof. and he like a humanoid cobra like a half human half cobra creature thing mm-hmm. and i was a little kid watching this movie and it scared the living shit out of me i feel like i'd be freaked out by that now <laughs> that, but you know cobras yeah. if you dream with a cobra look up what a cobra means because that's a sign too yo I was that movie freaked me out as a kid but as I got older and I watched it again it was actually really deep too because it really touched on how if you master lucid dreaming the things you can do is insurmountable like it's just amazing what you can do this guy knew what he was doing but like I said he took it to a dark place but yeah so <laughs> in the book that I mentioned too, it talks about how lucid dreaming can also be key to like man- manifestation in your waking life. Like mm-hmm. it's all connected. We're all interconnected. And as energy, we're not limited to this specific plane of existence. Nope. At Absolutely. all. Not by any means. And it's interesting. We're actually talking about the subject matter. Like again, uh, not, to bring up the, not, <laughs> not to bring up the astrology again, but this is so Pisces right now to be talking about this, like for real. Like <laughs> It's all divinely guided, always yeah. divinely guided. It's not by accident. Yeah. So we are going to take a little break, maybe give you guys a little bit of a song that'll kind of get you in the mood of what we're doing. And we will be back with the second part of this specific episode where we're going to go into talking about some dreams that you guys mentioned and our interpretations of it. So stay tuned. Yeah, we are (laughs) back. And it was nice to have that little time to kind of marinate on everything. Yeah, we're going to try to give you guys more time in between because we realize sometimes we just give so much information yeah that it's it's a lot for us sometimes even I feel like because then we're like seriously like you said that thing and I was like oh I need to process that right (laughs) that's exactly it I think the the breaks are needed to just kind of process (laughs) let's soak in yeah absolutely so we're talking about dreams of course guys and I found this really interesting article, Millie, on like um, dreams.com and the top 10 most popular dream symbols. So give them to me. Give them to me. Yeah, I just, want, <laughs> I just wanted to go down the line. And the first one you actually went into one of our earlier episodes, which was teeth falling out. Oh, yeah, that's that's one of my key indicators for a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you went in on that one in an earlier one. So, yeah, that's number 10, guys. And I've had that dream, too. And oh my God, the last one that I had 
yo, it felt so real that I woke up touching my mouth. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I've had those too. Right? I've had those too. Okay, so number nine is being chased. Ooh. That's true. I hate I resonate those. With that. Yep, I resonate with that. <laughs> I hate those. And for time purposes, guys, we're not going to go into it, even though we really want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll have to maybe do a part two and just go into these, but yeah, yeah. yeah, we definitely can. These are not cool, especially like when you feel like you're running and you're not getting anywhere on top of it. Ooh, those are the worst. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next one is, okay. You know what? I've actually had this too. And it was bugged out. Unable to find a toilet. I don't think I've had that one. My I've son had... has been asking me about that lately. Mom, what happens if you pee in yourself in a dream? I was like, boo, I'm pretty sure you pee in yourself in real life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a dream. I was looking for a bathroom and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was just looking for the toilet and I just couldn't find it. I had this before. Oh. Weird, but true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one is being naked. You know, I've never had that one. Me neither. Interesting. But you notice in like movies, you see that theme a lot. The dream mm -hmm. of being naked. I never in had that school one. for some reason. Naked in school. I don't know. Right. What thing. It's, it's it so... just feels kind of icky. I'm assuming that the, the, the theme behind that is like shame. I would say so. Humiliation, mm -hmm. shame. Working like... through some like right. not really embracing yourself. You know, if I were to have one of those now, I'll probably be happy in it. I'll be like, I'm free. I am no clothes. <laughs> it's more of a release. Since now you guys see me. I'm going to do a little dance. <laughs> right. I'm going to be like, what's up, everybody? I'm here. Right. <laughs> I. It would not be shame. I really do. It would be more like freedom. Honestly. But I think it, it depends where you are. Right. It's true. It's true. I'm talking all that smack now, but my subconscious is probably a whole other ball Screaming. of Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. so okay uh that was i think seven we were up to seven yeah um failing exams is number six i can see that especially <sighs> with kids kids and anxiety yeah i've had the flunking out of school dream or flunking school yeah. and i think it's that that fear of failure yeah. when i when i have that is when those dreams tend to come up so yeah that, that's interesting yeah so we got Number five is flying. Oh, I love those. The flying you know, I dreams. Don't, I don't remember having a dream ever that I was flying and I kind of want one. I know my Serious? younger, my older son does. Um, and we've had discussions where I'm like, yes, but you can fly. Um, but no, I never have flying. Um, I've come to understand recently that I do have where I'm like floating or falling in the darkness, but that's actually tied to astral travel. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say it is the, the whole flying is associated for sure with outer body astral because I, I remember mm -hmm. the, the one that I really liked that I had a couple of years ago. I remember I, I literally flew out of my window and just high to the sky and it was so cool. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely astral travel. Cause I remember um, trying to intentionally astral travel and when I left my body and kind of flew out the window, I got scared and came right back. <laughs> You ever saw yourself like you ever had the oh, like the astral where you're looking down at yourself and you're like, holy shit, I could see myself. No, but my but, son does because I've asked yeah. him about the cord connection and he tells me yes. Yeah, though, it's it's really it's really crazy. Like it happened once to me only once. But I remember like, holy shit. Yeah. 
Okay, so that was number five, I believe. Number four mm-hmm. is falling. Ooh, I don't like those. I don't think I've had a falling one either. Yeah, I've had, I've had I've, falling off of a skateboard a lot for some reason. I guess maybe I used to ride a skateboard in another life because I that like double digit probably triple digit dreams of me on a skateboard and falling and don't know interesting i always wanted to skateboard but i'm so damn accident prone like <laughs> See, and for me i'm like i'm scared so i'm like in in thinking of this now i'm like i probably was a skateboarder and probably hurt myself pretty badly and now that's why i have the dreams of it but then i'm also like scared of it Either that or in another dimension, you're into skateboarding, right? Your your multidimensional self, a version of you. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I just know that all my multidimensional selves enjoy nature. <laughs> right. <laughs> you notice that there's one like theme, right? But again, that's a whole other episode, guys. And we're going to talk about that. So, okay. That was number four. Number three is crashing a car. Never had it. Never had that. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly yeah. I'm not with the dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that that crashing of the car. And I think essentially it's when you're losing control over, over an mm. aspect of your life. I can see that. It's loss of control. Like if you're driving and you're good, then it's smooth sailing. Like things are balanced. But when I have the dream that I'm driving and I'm like, don't know what the hell I'm doing and I'm freaking out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's usually the dream that I, can I have. See that. I can see that. Yeah. And that, and I'm, you know, still in the beginning stages of learning to drive. So I think I have a slight subconscious anxiety of it. So of course. <laughs> what else do we have? I mean, right. fuck yeah. Okay. So we we're at the top five now. So now we're number two. This is number two, the sexual or wet dream. I, you know what though? I have those a lot, but I don't believe that they're dreams. Yeah. I believe that a lot of those for me are sexual astral encounters. Listen, astral sex is a real Um, thing. I believe that some of those for me have been past lives. Um, I mean, I actually recently just had, a, um, I was doing a Akashic Mat record meditation um, on love, healing, you know, past lives, um, specific instances on love and some of the things that happen. And from one of my lives, you know, with who I believe is my twin flame, because then I had a vision of like two flames and then with the healing, it turned into one. But that is also a whole nother um, episode. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I I was able to witness those sexual encounters too, um, which goes back to sex is powerful, sexual energy, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, that's real. Astro sex is real. Okay. And I'm going to tell you just quickly, just because this was so funny, it happened to me and and it happened to me at the most random time. I was getting an MRI and I got, and I fell asleep. (laughs) <laughs> you know what the i can't uni- make this re- shit the up the universe ain't got no chill the universe ain't got no chill the universe be universal i i can't make this shit up this really happened to me in the middle of a damn mri okay a closed mri you know the ones that you go into like listen, that pod <laughs> listen at least you were enjoying yourself and uh oh, yeah. realizing that you were closed in that pod because that i don't know not fun. <laughs> maybe you needed that 
I you think I did. You needed I, a distraction. Yeah, and it was my twin flame too. That Ooh, that it, I mean. that was a person. And you know what's funny? And I feel like because I was I'm, I'm claustrophobic, so I feel like I was freaking out of the procedure itself. That when they gave me music to fall asleep, and I feel like he kind of just stepped in and was like, "Hey, I'm here. Let's hang out." And then I yeah. got you, boo. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, but that really happened, guys. And that's why I say astral sex is real. But anyway, I digress. Okay. And finally, the number one most popular dream symbol is, or, or dream theme rather, is dreams with your deceased loved one. Ah, see? And that's usually, and I mean, that's such a blessing to dream with your deceased loved ones and be able to see them and you know, usually if they're in a good place, they come to you happy and healthy and they look good. Um, but I'm also being told to tell you guys, for those of you who I feel like it may be a lot of you, actually, if you are dreaming with your deceased loved ones and you are having the dream where you're noticing them, but no one else is, but you're unable to speak to them. You are having this dream because they are talking to you and sending you signs in your waking life and you are not paying attention. So they need for you to really pay attention to the signs around you, to the sensations that you're feeling around you, to um, I'm getting to like goosebumps, cool sensations, or even when like you think of them and like a song plays and that was their song or you were thinking of them. Like, I know when I'm thinking of my mom and then sometimes I'll go into a supermarket, it's like continuously playing all of her Spanish music that I heard when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in that moment and loving her. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're sending you signs. They're sending you things. They're, they're sending you everything because you're asking to know if they're still here and you're wanting to feel them, but you're not paying attention. So if you're having those dreams, pay attention to the signs when you're awake because they are talking to you. And write them down, guys. I have dream journals for the past, I would say, 15, maybe longer years. I think the oldest dream journal that I found was like 2003 or 2002. So I'm a big, big journaler. Must be interesting for dreams. to read. Yeah, what? I go back to them. I'm like, damn, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> back then it did and it was random. And it's, But now I look at old dreams and I'm like, wow. It's really cool. So I did a couple of polls in the group and uh, some of the results we got was pretty interesting. So I asked, how often do you dream? That's what I asked everyone in the group. And I think it was like a kind of a 60, 30, 10 split where the majority said sometimes or several days a week. And then um, then I believe the 30 percent was uh, I dream every day. And then there was the 10% that doesn't dream at all. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to even think about not dreaming at all. I that mean, must I don't suck. <laughs> no, it's necessarily that they're not dreaming at all. It's just maybe that awareness of the dreams is not. Yeah. There. Yeah. That they're, yeah. Which I, can I, happen. Yeah. And you know, some people, I, I remember reading an article uh, by a psychotherapist that she did a uh, past life interpretations. Uh, she said that, um, that sometimes if you don't dream at night, it's because you're a daydreamer. Facts. I'm a big daydreamer. I remember being a kid, I would have daydreams where I would literally be sitting at a desk and I would come out of my body and hop out the window. 
and go. <laughs> yeah. Here today, gone tomorrow. We're like, oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah. I, and, you know, let me tell you, I was going to nature. <laughs> yeah. Always nature. <laughs> so we also got a couple of uh, questions, too, from, from the yeah, group. Yeah, so let's, let's get into them. Actually, we got two questions of uh, asking about what their dreams mean. So we're going to get into our little dream interpretation mode over here. So one group member had a dream and the dream was that of rats actually like sneaking around their room and they wanted to know what that means. Um, so when I think of rats and then like this sneaking, I'm thinking like, you know, some, some people around you doing some things that aren't for your highest good with right. the best intention behind your back and you're pretty much picking up on it but not acknowledging it and not really bringing awareness to it so your dreams are just like hey you got people doing some sick shit around you and then rats to me is like not the greatest health so it's like the energy that they're bringing to you is not good for your person. It's not good for your spirit. Like yeah. I get sneakiness. Yeah. Because when you think about a rat, right? Rats are sneaky. Rats are usually diseased. Let's be honest. They usually got rabies and stuff like that. Uh, and then what also stands out, because she said it was her bedroom. Bedrooms tend to be private. They tend to be a place where we rest. So maybe you're not getting enough rest and this might be something that's gnawing at you. Um, Cause that's another thing that rats do, right? They gnaw at things. Yeah. I'm also getting too like, um, this could also be like, maybe if you have a significant other, maybe you're feeling like your significant other is not up to the best things behind your back. So they're kind of bringing that energy into your space. Um, not to say that your significant other is cheating on you or doing sneaky things or any of that. What I'm saying is to really think of the root of where this is coming from. And when you're having these dreams and thinking of these things, you know, and really sitting there and, and being pensive and reflecting on it, really think of who comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure they, it, they know. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like they know who this we always know. quote unquote rat is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely some sneakiness going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's just probably their personality. Maybe it's a, uh, what do you call that? An archetype, you know? So, uh, okay. So we have another one here and this one was about fish. Okay. So this one said, this dream is I had a dream of my beta fish and my beta fish continued to multiply and then the dream switched to a big lizard showing up <laughs> dreams are so random right like hmm. and, then, and then she wrote i'm so confused <laughs> hmm. so i'm thinking like i think of fish i think of the ocean mm -hmm. um limitless limitlessness mm -hmm. vastness the multiplying is like a vastness of like abundance, calling in lots of things, you know, calling in all of this energy. And then what I'm getting from the lizard is kind of like, there's something blocking that you're blocking it somehow. So you're calling in all of this abundance, you're calling in all of this fucking great energy, but you're blocking it somehow. Like there's something in you that is like, maybe you're not thinking that you're worthy or 
you know, that, that, that maybe you're putting that seed of doubt where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to manifest all these things, but then you're like, oh, it's not going to happen. You're something, there's a blockage there to all of these beautiful things that you're trying to bring into your life. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I don't know why I'm getting the whole land and sea concept, you know, like fish is the sea, mm -hmm. lizards is more land, you know, even though they're mm -hmm. amphibians and they, they can, you know, yeah, um, can be both places. they can be both places. I think it's the blockage is not having head and heart aligned, not having your emotional self, yeah. the water, and then the, the land, the grounding head, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's really what's needed. I think yeah, there, there has to a balance that needs to take place. And that's what's causing the blockage. Yeah. So. Take time to ground yourself, you know, um, when you're feeling those heavy emotions and, you know, when you're feeling in a place where you're just kind of feeling loopy and all over the place, take a second to really connect with the earth and ground yourself so that you can continue to make the decisions and do the things that you need to do. Because um, I'm, I'm getting to your, you're making decisions emotionally. And when we make decisions from, you know, emotions that are not the, the best, like, you know, sadness or frustration or anger, they tend to not yield the best outcomes. Yeah, because it's not really rational. Our emotions are not rational at all, really. So yeah, yeah. if we're irrational, we're not going to make the best choices. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was fun. That yeah, was really, really fun, fun actually. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, dream inter interpreting, uh, interpretation, excuse me, are fun. So I thought that I, was cute. Dream interpreting. Yeah. I like dream interpreting. Right? It's a thing. It's a thing. That's, <laughs> a thing. That's our word now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Dream interpreting. There we go. Um, but but yeah, feel free to send us some more stuff if you guys are interested. Yes. Me and Chess are always open to doing this kind of stuff. And I feel like me and her lately are just so much in alignment that you probably could not have a better pair. It's so, getting it's getting stop. to a point where it's scary. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, I can't even help myself anymore. I'm just going with it. Yeah, just go with the flow at this point. But wonderful episode guys and thank you for participating um, in the polls and sending oh, in your questions you we love you guys so 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 much yes. all of the yeah. love i feel it <laughs> definitely definitely and if you want to participate in our polls uh we have our group links down below so feel free to join and get yeah in, oh and get in, in on the action a, yeah i'm in the middle of a tarot challenge too so if you guys yes. are interested in kind of hopping in I can't even help myself if you post something I will respond my interpretation because I love it um so yeah um come come in our groups come with us guys someone come all we welcome yeah. you with open arms so definitely <laughs> with that being said guys this is deep soul awakenings and until next time peace Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.